Welcome back to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. Southwest Virginia is a location as unique as its people, and we pride ourselves on rich cultural heritage, food, music, and the arts. Stories from Southwest Virginia tells the stories of this amazing region that we live in. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. We have a very special episode today. We're going to be talking a lot about art and more particularly an art gallery over in Tazewell, Virginia called The Lost Pearl. You guys have never heard from that before. There's some beautiful pieces over there in such a beautiful county as well. So I can only imagine where a lot of that inspiration comes from those artists. And we actually have two special guests on with us today. And I'm going to let both of them take some time to introduce themselves to you all and tell you a little bit about themselves and what it is that they do in art and, and a little bit more about the Lost Pearl Gallery. So we'll go ahead and kick start it off. Uh, Nancy, if you wouldn't mind, just to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody listening today. Sure, Chad. Thank you. Um, my name is Nancy Brooks. I'm a native of southwestern Virginia. Grew up in Burke's Garden um, and was away from, from the area for many years. I, I came back home about 10 years ago and um, brought with me a real uh, mania for producing art. Uh, um, <laughs> we, we, in Southwestern Virginia, we, we often do that. We have lots of, um, we're real prolific and we've not had a whole lot of opportunity for exhibiting our work. So that's something that that Pawnee and I have worked on. We're trying to create an environment that local artisans, as well as regional artisans, can exhibit their work. Um, so at any rate, I, I have enjoyed being here. It's been wonderful. I, I loved working with Friends of Southwest Virginia. But my my attention now is on the Lost Pearl. Wonderful. And that sounds like a great journey. And I know I've, we've spoke with you a lot throughout the past, or I have at least throughout the past year, just through, you know, around the mountain and talking about like how we can support the artisans and all the things we can do. And it sounds like you're taking an extra step there with the, with the gallery, trying to support a multitude of artisans as well as, you know, creating art yourself. And, and that's absolutely wonderful. And as you mentioned, we do have a, a second guest, uh, Pawnee, if you wouldn't mind to take a moment to just kind of introduce yourself to everybody listening today. Well, I'm Pawnee Jewell. I also was, I was born in Southwest Virginia. Uh, I was reared in Cleveland, Ohio. I've lived in New Orleans and Taos, New Mexico. And I've been involved in the arts off and on uh, for most of my life. And uh, I don't know, Nancy and I were just sitting around one day dreaming up a dream and uh, talking about having an art gallery in T Taswell and whether or not that would actually work. And uh, Nancy said, well, we just might as well go ahead and do it because you're not going to stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it did. It did repeatedly come up in the conversation. <laughs> so we have about 20 artists in the gallery. And uh, of course, we're always looking for uh, new work and to represent people who, uh, especially people who have been doing work for a long time, but have not really sought rep representation locally. And uh, we're going to have a, 
a show on November 16th, uh, 19th, I'm sorry, November 19th. And uh, the theme of the show is from these hands. And it's basically uh, a craft, uh, fine craft show. And uh, it'll be a juried show. And um, from these hands, the best of Appalachia. And we're really hoping to get a lot of good submissions for that show and have a big party. It coincides with our third year of business. And so we're kind of going to celebrate having survived COVID and, <laughs> and still, still having our doors open and also hoping to exhibit and show some, some really fine artists. That's wonderful. And and while you were speaking about a lot of that, I've been kind of looking through your, your website. There's a lot of beautiful images of, of a lot of the products on here, and it looks like there's a vast variety. So one of the things I was, it came to mind was how does the go about getting artists involved with the Lost Pearl? Do you kind of stick more with in your local community? Is it regional or is there like a, like a jury type setup or how are artists able to become a part of that? Well, our main um, objective, as I said, has been to to give to create a venue for for people who do good work, mostly local, but we do have some regional and even some national um, oh, wow. work. Uh, so it's a good mixture, but but largely it it is it is at least regional, and. It's something that we think is important in Taswell because Taswell has has um, emphasized our gorgeous scenery and the the trails and the motorcycles and you know all that kind of thing, the back of the dragon. But we want to demonstrate that we are a multi-dimensional community and that the art that's produced here really is remarkable. So we want to give that a a home. So artists who are interested in showing at the gallery, they just need to contact us uh, and we set up a meeting and they can provide, you know, bring several examples of their work. And then we actually have a three member jury that um, that looks over and discusses the work and, and decides from there. And then, of course, we're we're hoping to. Uh, have uh, many submissions to our show, which uh, if if the work does well and is well received at the show, then we usually invite the artists to stay with us in the gallery. And we're hoping uh, next year to have at least three different uh, shows that will have call for entries for local artists. So, so we really would like for people to contact us and at least get on our list so that we can, um, so, so that we can, so that we can, um, uh, contact them and let them know when there are events that they could apply to. Excellent. Yeah. That sounds like a great way to go about it. I think that's a wonderful way to connect with the other artisans out there and give them that opportunity. Cause like, you know, the, uh, especially through last year. It made it really difficult for a lot of us that are in the art world trying to figure out ways to get our artwork out there and, and to sell the art, to share it with others. So 
it's a great opportunity to be able to be a part of this gallery experience. And, and speaking about the gallery, there's something I find really interesting about it, and that's the name that you came up with, The Lost Pearl. I, I've heard that there's something behind that name that's special to the Tazewell County area, and I was going to see if maybe y'all wanted to talk about that for a little bit. Well, uh, if what, what happened was I had this, I had this fossil uh, of a golden riffle shell um, mussel. And, uh, and I, I started investigating uh, about, about this piece and, and I discovered that uh, in the 1800s, uh, pearls were, you know, used for a lot of different things, jewelry, but mainly buttons. And they and they often came from the Clinch River. It was evidently a, a place where uh, a lot of pearls were found. Well, maybe not in Tazewell, but since Tazewell is the source, the headwaters of the Clinch, um, I, I just thought that was very interesting. And then I think it was, uh, I don't remember the exact dates, but I think it was in the 90s, there was a, a a spill, a toxic spill in Cedar Bluff, and uh, this was the home of these. It's like one of the places, if you, or maybe the only place in the world where this golden riffle shell um, mussel is found, and um, they were almost completely destroyed. And uh, so there has been this big effort to restore the golden riffle shell. Well. Somehow, in my mind, this formed the metaphor of what's happened a little bit in the arts in our area, because at one time, uh, everything that we had were things that we made. You know, that, that's the nature or the basis of our, our culture. You know, we, we didn't have places where we could go and buy things, so we wove and we spun and we made clay pots and we made baskets and and we painted on things to make them pretty and you know we did leather work and i mean there's nothing you can think of that in the in the world of craft that people in appalachia didn't do and and do it well so i i thought of the the saving the golden riffle shell i mean not that we think we're saving art in southwest virginia that would be silly but but just as a reminder as a lodestar that you know at one time we had this beautiful these beautiful crafts and and we we did them without realizing what uh what value it really had that's amazing i always love hearing the historical ties into things and you know southwest virginia is definitely an area full of rich cultural heritage from many, many generations. And I, and a, a lot of the podcasts I've done and some interviews I've had over the past year or so, uh, we've talked about how these traditions are carried down and how things might change. One of the immediate pieces of art that comes to mind is, is quilting and how it's changed over the years. You know, at one point, quilting was more of like a decorative pieces. And then at times it was used on walls for insulation. It's been used for bedding. And then today's times, I think it can go both ways. You can use it for beautiful art or you can even use it for decoration and 
I think Southwest Virginia has always done such an amazing job with our craftsmen and our artisans and just the, the beautiful pieces. And even just looking at the various mediums that you all have at the Lost Pearl, you know, you have your glass and ceramics, wood paintings, and just a plethora of other categories of extensive art. And it looks like the pieces that are uh, showcased there are just, there's so much attention to detail in these pieces. And you can tell that these uh, crafters have taken so much time to create all these wonderful pieces of art. And I guess with that being said, what are uh, the two uh, profound mediums that the both of you create? Um, I, I, this is Nancy. I work mainly in kiln-formed glass and in um, polymer clay and mixed media. I do uh, sculptures on aluminum armature. And uh, it, it has been, it has just been a really good way for me to get through COVID. Mm. I, I have just concentrated on my work and it, it I, I think many artisans have, and I think we've all, we've all benefited. I, as sad as COVID is, it's been kind of a good thing for the production of art. The wonderful thing about Nancy's sculptures, too, we call them Appalachian folk, and they're colorful and they're happy. And, uh, you know, we would like for Appalachia to have a somewhat more elevated view uh, from the, the than what the rest of the world uh, may see, how the rest of the world may see us. And uh, Nancy's work is just it's just so happy and light and um and heart is heartwarming you know you mm -hmm. see these she makes all these creatures and and little people and they're they're just delightful one wonders about the mind that produces those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> but now Pawnee needs to tell you what she makes well i i, I actually learned to sew at my grandmother's knee i made uh uh, little costumes for my kitty cats. <laughs> and so that that has really never left me. But uh, I do a lot of different things. I paint and uh, I'm, I'm really into upcycling things. You know, another thing I, I learned at my grandmother's knee was that you don't waste anything. So all of our pieces that we had left over from uh, sewing clothes we would make quilts with and then when the quilt got too old we'd cut it up and make a jacket out of it and so I, I very much love to take something that's already uh, been made and make it into something even more interesting than it was give it a new life <laughs> that's right that's right and um oh uh, Apart from that, also, I, I had a very interesting uh, life uh, working and traveling with my late husband, A. Kelly Pruitt, and I have a large collection of his work that I am selling a few pieces from uh, in the gallery, and people can come in and, and look at his work. He was an Impressionist painter of, of Western images which is very unusual. It's a very unusual genre. And, um, and people seem to really enjoy it. That's absolutely so wonderful. I think, you know, Chad, one thing we have, um, 
traditional Appalachian work, but we also have some more contemporary, unusual work. One of, one of our most popular artists is from Western North Carolina, and he does um, seven-foot-tall rabbit sculptures. Wow. That do all kinds of interesting things. We have one parked in front of the gallery who is sitting on a bench reading Alice in Wonderland. So we we have a wide variety of art. But th that artwork sounds very fascinating. And what was the name of that artisan that creates the, the large rabbits? Um, his name is Josh Cote. And they're they're wrapped wire pieces. They really are pretty amazing. We've done we've done well with his work. That's wonderful. Yeah, and even just looking around on uh, the website right now, there's just so many beautiful pieces of various varieties, and and you can tell that each of the craftsmen and and artisans are uh, very passionate about what they do, and you can tell that they've been doing this for a long time. This isn't a piece, you know. I couldn't walk out today or tomorrow and buy the resources to make these things and be even close uh, to a lot of these pieces and like some of these paintings and things. And that's one of the things that's been fresh on my mind is you were talking a minute ago about how the arts helped you get through COVID and you put so much time and effort into thinking about it. And I guess for me as an artisan and a collector, it works both ways. So there's, I find a lot of joy in creating the artwork, but I also find a lot of joy in purchasing artwork and, and decorating like, I just moved into a new place, and that's one of the things we've been working on the other day, uh, the past few days, is where do we put these art pieces, and, and it kind of gives a feel to the place, and you're, you're creating this, this presence that has, you know, like you were saying with this, uh, the very colorfulness of it, and it just provides joy and happiness and, uh, and all kinds of different emotions, and I think that's one of the things that's great about art. It's very similar to music, and I think it's very crucial to society as a whole for various reasons, you know, not just decoration, but just feeling good and having something to enjoy and having something that was actually taken and created by an actual person rather than a machine. And I think that's what's so wonderful about a lot of the art in this region and the area around us is that it, it's not, no two pieces are going to be exactly the same. There's always going to be these minor imperfections or these little handcrafted things that you know, an artist could have essentially like a template to create something, but going down the line, because it is created by hand, each piece is going to be slightly different in some way. And that's what I love so much about collecting art from local artisans. Well, every, everything in our gallery is handmade. Yes. So it is one of a kind. It is. And the really wonderful thing about it is we have things at every price point. So people needn't be intimidated by thinking, oh, I'm going to have to spend thousands of dollars. No, we have everything from five bucks to thousands if you, <laughs> if you have that kind of a budget. So it's nice. I mean, we have some really beautiful little paintings for under $100. So it, it's, it's really uh, quite affordable. And, and, and the jewelry, the jewelry for like oh, five yeah. or $10. Yeah. But it is handmade. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely love that. That's wonderful. And now talking about how people can view this work, I, I've mentioned that I've been looking at some of it online, but I'm sure that the actual physical gallery is completely full of beautiful pieces for people to come and check out. And 
as far as the location, that's at 145 Main Street in Tazewell, and that's actually one of your newer locations. You've, uh, I think, moved over the past like year or so, was it? We we were searching for the perfect place, <laughs> <laughs> and I think we found it. That's great to hear, and I guess and that's actually right in the heart of of Tazewell, isn't it? Yes, indeed it is. Well, I like to say we're on the cultural end of town because we're <laughs> next door to the library and not far from the historical society. <laughs> right. Well, that does sound like the perfect uh, location for you. And, uh, and the hours there, too, I believe, is that uh, what I'm seeing here? Is that 11 to 7 p.m. Wednesday through Friday and 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays? Actually, our, we have expanded our hours. Oh, excellent. We're open Monday and Tuesday from 10 to 2, and we open now at 10 o'clock in the morning instead of 11 on the other days. And then our Saturday hours are the same, 10 to 2. Perfect. So definitely a lot of time for everybody to be able to get out there and, and check out the gallery and, and see all this amazing work. So I, I definitely suggest anybody out there to go check out the gallery and also one more thing I did want to mention on your website, there is a spot for a newsletter. And I think y'all had kind of mentioned something like this earlier, but it'll allow everybody to keep up to date with special offers and information going on with the artwork. And uh, of course, there is a great section on there so you can learn more about events. And I even saw where you can actually submit work. And I, so it kind of gives us more information about that from these hands uh, event or exhibition that you were talking about. So if that's something everybody listening is interested in, be sure to reach out to them, follow them on their social media pages, and go see them over at the Lost Pearl Gallery there in Tazewell. And before we do wrap up today, do y'all have any final words you'd like to let everybody listening know or any information that they should hear about today? Well, I would just like to say that we really appreciate all the people who have stuck with us the last three years and have supported us and uh, believed in us and uh, who are really happy to have us in Tazewell. We really do appreciate that. And we appreciate uh, the opportunity to uh, talk with you today, Chad. Yeah, it's been such an honor. I always enjoy talking to fellow artisans. It's, it's absolutely wonderful to connect. And, and you can really feel that charisma and that energy. And, and I love that. It always puts a big smile on my face and, and kickstarts for a great day. That's why I love recording these episodes a little bit earlier so then I have a good positive day the rest of the day. So <laughs> I appreciate well, we're that glad greatly. We've helped you out. That's you've, a good thing. You've kickstarted a perfect work week. So I appreciate that greatly. But Nancy and Pawnee, thank y'all so much for joining me today. And I'm I'm thrilled to have you on and, and hopefully get over there to visit you here soon. <laughs>